Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Michael Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. And they function, one of the, I hate watching the NBA. I'll just be honest with you. Hate it, can't stand it, till it gets to the playoffs. And when I watch San Antonio, I love their style of basketball. Because they're always willing to make the extra pass to the teammate that is in the best position to score. They have won championships in 1999, 2003, 2005, 2007, and 2014. Because they have a system. They know how to execute the system. And they play to their strengths. Good teams execute their game plan and make the other team adjust. Of course, my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. You ever heard, my play is the power sweep? Okay, you know what was amazing about the power sweep? Is everybody knew it was coming. Everybody. It was either power sweep left or power sweep right. They didn't hardly even pass the ball at that point. But if everybody did their job and fulfilled their ability, they won. It wasn't wasn't just Paul Harning. It wasn't just Bart Starr. That entire offensive line was the reason the power sweep worked. They were in the trenches. They were fighting the fight that freed the glory guys. But everybody knew what they were supposed to do. They knew what their talent was, and they used it to their fullest. There's nothing more frustrating to me as a fan than to see my team go away from their strengths and not use their ability and their gifts. It's been said, the difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather in a lack of will. I want to encourage you tonight that God is your fan. God is a fan for you. He wants you more than anything to succeed. He knows how great you can be through him. Therefore, he is your fan. And he wants nothing more than to see you fulfill his will in your life. But it takes commitment and it takes will. See, sometimes it's difficult to just keep doing the same thing over and over. Now, the reason I gave you the examples before is those teams practiced over and over. The same plays. What separates winners from losers is executing the fundamentals. The fundamentals. If you make errors in baseball, you lose games. If you have turnovers in football or basketball, you lose games. 
because you did not execute the fundamentals. So I know that we can kind of sometimes get a little frustrated. All right, Sunday morning church. Monday night prayer. Wednesday church. Morning devotion. Morning reading of my Bible. And you feel like you're not making a breakthrough. Now in sports, what they do is they mix it up. And they do some pretty disgusting things. Like not washing their socks. Not washing themselves. Growing a beard. Doing whatever they can do to mix things up. But the fact is, is that you already have the combination to what works. You already have the game plan. Let me tell you what works. Sunday morning church. Monday night prayer. Wednesday night church. Daily devotions and speaking with God. That's the game plan. And if we get really good at executing the game plan, we'll have success. So play to your strengths. You know, let me give you, those of you that are Badger fans, some of you will remember this. A a few years back, the Badgers played against Texas Christian University in the Rose Bowl. And their offensive line outweighed TCU's whole defense. It was like a 100-pound average. I don't know, it was ridiculous. And they were, everybody knew what the Badgers should do. The Badgers should run the ball every single play because they were that massive and that's what they did well. And they didn't. They tried throwing the ball. Horrible, horrible passing team. But they started to try to go away from their strengths. And what happens when you go away from your strengths is you lose. And that's a simple example. But we can look at that in the sports realm and say, well, that was obvious. How many times do we look at it for us spiritually? How many times there where you're, you're like, man, I'm struggling and I'm just so frustrated. And, and then you kind of sit back and you go, you know what? I, I've been so frustrated and so distracted with all these other problems. You know, I haven't been taking my time to pray in the morning. What if I just go back to the fundamentals and start playing to my strengths, using my talents. So what does God want from me versus what does he require from me? The Bible says in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, it tells us what he requires. It says, He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. This is a requirement, not an option. Okay? But what does God want us to do? I believe that God wants us to use the talents that he's given us to reach the lost. If we all, though, had the same talent, we'd be unbalanced. We'd have a problem. Because we'd either have a lot of people that could sing or a lot of people that couldn't. 
We could have a lot of people that could teach or a lot that couldn't. That's why God gives us all talents. But you'll notice in the first verse of Matthew 25 and verse 15 here, it says, to everyone he gave a talent, to every man according to his several ability. Doesn't say he gave us all equal talents. We don't have that. I, here's a perfect example. Tonight, um, we, we are, are down some drummers. Brother, Brother Matson's going to be having surgery, and Brother Poborski's out, and Brother Thorpe said, you know, I'll fill in. And thank you again, Brother Thorpe, and everybody up here can thank you as well. Because I thought, wow, you know, I'll try and fill in here during the practice. Wow, that talent's gone, let me tell you. I might have been able to keep, I can keep a great beat on my steering wheel. Let me tell you, I got in there, it was a disaster. I don't have that ability. I don't have that talent. But he, what we all have unique talents that are fit for us, that God gave us according to our ability. So how do we use them? There, there's tangibles and there's intangibles in each and every one of us. The tangibles are things you can see, things you can touch. Okay? Intangibles are things that you can't see. So when you start looking at people, sometimes we look at them and we kind of determine whether they're a leader or not. Which I think is a bad way to approach things anyway. Because you don't always know the intangibles. See, it's not, it's not necessarily how strong the quarterback's arm is. It's not how fast he can run a 40 time. It's not how quickly you can turn to that verse of scripture. It's about how you handle yourself when it's game time. When God calls on you and you respond, that is what he's looking for. That when he calls, you answer. And you say, you know what? Here I am, Lord. Use me. Take the talents that you gave me and help me use them. Open doors. Show me ways to use it. And he never lets you down. See, we don't always know that we have it within us either. But God does. So I'll embarrass Robin Meyer a little bit tonight. Not too much, don't worry. And I, I think I, I even brought this up at one point previously, but I think it was last year, Robin Meyer had a snake problem in her backyard, kind of in the side of her house. And Mike was out of town. And she asked me, she said, you know, can you come over? And, and I need these things gone. They've served their purpose. Let's kill them. So I, I went over there, and, and of course, you know, it's like anything. When you, and you have, have the right equipment there, they don't show up. It's like deer hunting. Whenever I'm out there with a bow, there's never a deer. If I'm not there, I catch pictures of them. So we, I go over there, and she, there's no snakes. Okay, well, I'll see you later, Robin. Take care. 
Well, the snake came out again later on, and Robin killed it. Now, the reason I bring that up is because at first, Robin didn't think she had it within her to kill the snake. But God spoke to her, gave her a little nudge, and said, you have the ability to do this. Now go kill the snake. See, when we get a little bit of encouragement, and you may need a little encouragement every once in a while. That's normal. But when, when you have that and you get that little needed push, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Now, when Robin sees a snake, she doesn't call Mike, she doesn't call for help, she just takes the shovel out there and there it is. Oh, she might call Mike. A little entertainment. But she knows she has the ability to do it. And I think when we as Christians understand that we have that ability and we take that step out and we dig that talent up out of the ground and we say, you know what, God? You gave this to me for a reason. Now I want to use it. You'll be amazed at what you're capable of in the intangibles that even you don't see. See, when you, when you teach your first Bible study, you will be freaking out. That first lesson, when somebody shows up and you're going, oh man, they're going to ask me a question I don't know the answer to. Boy, did I study enough? Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And you dig into that, that teacher's manual and you start to learn. And you start realizing, boy, I, I do know a lot. And this is helping me. And, and you start teaching that Bible study, you'll be amazed at how much you'll want to teach another one. And another one after that. My first, my first Bible study that I, I, I would say was official Bible study was actually in a prison. And I figured, hey, severely captive audience. Um, they can't go anywhere. I should have more knowledge than them. And what I realized is how little I knew based on what the teacher's manual was telling me. But the teacher's manual told me everything I needed to know about that lesson. And if I studied and took the time to do it, it was going to be successful. Because God wanted to use my talent. We can take a look at Jesus and say, well, he had all the talent. And if I had the talent to heal the sick, raise the dead, I would use them. Oh, would you? Brother Flick talked about it Sunday morning. We have that talent. In fact, the Bible says we, have, we are going to be doing greater things than, than that. So I want to encourage you tonight to understand that you have a talent that goes beyond what you can imagine. Let me ask you a simple question. If you don't know what your talent is, have any of you, I, I shop there all the time, has, has anybody ever shopped at Aldi? Okay, I love Aldi. Generic Raisin Brand Crunch there. Phenomenal. At Aldi, you have to pack your own groceries. Right? Good news. We have a ministry in this church 
where all you have to do is pack groceries. If you've ever gone to Aldi, or if you've ever packed a bag, you qualify to use your talent in the food pantry. If you can sit down, how many of you can sit down? All of you. Have I got a job for you? There are two lawnmowers out there that haul, and they are just waiting to be utilized. We have, I think, eight people signed up to mow the lawns at the church for this summer. There's opportunity. And this is, I'm going to get off on a little bit of a rant here. I promise I'll come back to this. One of, one of my pet peeves is, especially right now, is when people tell me, you know, they're unemployed and they can't find a job. Bothers me. Really does. Because I remember as a kid wanting any job. When I was eight years old, and Mike Meyer will attest to this, I think he and my sister had a couple of routes that we pulled together. And all of us Meyer kids and Kylie kids would hop on our bikes with the Oconomowoc Enterprise bags on our side and drive and deliver papers. So they had to divide their check among like seven of us. But we just, we wanted to have some money. Looked a little goofy because you, you know, you got an eight-year-old kid with a 45-pound pack of newspapers flopping around on his bike. It was a long ride too. But I just wanted to work. As I got older, I remember taking our lawnmower and walking around the neighborhood to find people that would allow me to mow their lawn. I didn't have any pride. I wanted to work. What bothers me is everybody sitting here saying, I can't get a job. Well, it may not meet your qualifications right now. But I'll tell you what, something is better than nothing. Aldi, hiring for 11 bucks an hour. Go get a job. If you need help, I'll be more than happy to take you to McDonald's, Taco Bell, or anywhere else. Sometimes you're not going to start out in a management position. If you're looking to be the pastor of Abundant Life Church because you have that talent, spot's not open. Already occupied, but man, have we got a ton of other opportunities for you. And we can get to the point where we sit there and we think, well, unless I'm in front of everybody, or unless I'm getting recognition for it, I don't know. And what I want to tell you tonight is that the Bible says that the least among them. We just got to have a servant's heart, folks. And I'll tell you what, I get to, and, and you're not taking my spot, I can promise you that, I get to work in the food pantry at least three or four times a month. And it's a great feeling. This last week, we had a lady come in, and she was struggling with some stuff. And she came in, I, I think it was her first or second time ever being there. And she asked for prayer. We're handing out groceries, here's a frozen ham, let's pray. There's an opportunity everywhere we go to use our talents and use the talent that God has given you. Don't bury it. Don't lose it. Recapture it and ask for more. See, it's been said, once a man has made a commitment to a way of life, 
He puts the greatest strength in the world behind him. It's something we call heart power. Because once a man has made this commitment, nothing will stop him short of success. And if you have that same mentality about being used by God, nothing can stop you. The devil will try, but he can't stop you. Because God gave you that talent. Devil can't take it away. Every one of us can teach a home Bible study. Every one of us. Some of you may be saying, well, I'm new and I don't know enough. You will learn even more, like I did, through studying a teacher's manual and getting reaffirmed on Sunday morning at 9.15 when we have adult Sunday school or family Sunday school. Through the teaching of the word, you will, you will be amazed at how much you actually know. But God didn't give it to you just for you to know. He's given it to us so that we can share it. His word should be shared. If we have many people working with the desire to use their talents to the very greatest reaches that they can be used, we will find that we have more talent than we knew we had. And all of us working to, together can accomplish amazing things. Even if you feel that you don't have a talent, I'd be more than happy to meet with you. I guarantee you I can find you a talent. You know, and they're not all physical talents. I, and, and one of my favorite people every Sunday morning when I, was come, when I would come to church was Bonnie Schindler. And Bonnie Schindler, bless her heart, was always in so much pain. But it didn't stop her from making blankets of love. You know, on Friday afternoons. You couldn't get her off the lawnmower. Of course, once she got off the lawnmower, she couldn't walk. But you weren't getting her off that lawnmower. We all can do something. And the reason I tell you this is that It's also something, like I said before, that we need to share with people. Like I said, I know who I'm talking to. I know that a lot of you are using these talents. But we need to start encouraging other people to use their talents. Because they have it. And I'll tell you, to avoid avoid burnout, we need more people to use their talents. Because if we don't have that, and if we're all not utilizing our talents, the 80-20 rule gets old real quick if you're part of the 20. And we need more people. This world needs more people to use their God-given talents and the word that God's given them. People who work together will win, whether it be against complex football defenses, or the problems of a modern society. Individual commitment to a group effort. That is what makes a team work, a company work, a society work, a civilization work. All these quotes, Vince Lombardi. 
If you can turn back with, with me to Matthew chapter 25, I want to I continue in verse 20. But before that, I want, I want you to remember this. Uh, there, I, I've got this, this uh, study Bible that was given to me by my dad, and, and I, I looked this up here, um, and I thought it was an interesting thought to share with you. Because you remember at the beginning of this, it says the master gave the talents and he left. And the notation here says the key differences between the third slave and the first two slaves was not in the amount he received or even primarily what he did differently. The emphasis was upon the third servant's behavior as a true indicator of his false beliefs and attitude toward his master. If God has given you a talent and you don't use it and you hide it, you don't trust God. that he can use you and your talent. It's a lack of faith in God because I know we have the talent. I don't like, I'll tell you what, I, I for years, and my dad will, will attest to this, for years, I loathed preaching. Oh, the studying, the fear, the trepidation, the having to get up in front of everybody and talk was not something I enjoyed. I enjoyed the anointing that came on me when I'd speak, but whenever I'd see my name on the schedule, I would just cringe because I didn't feel that that was an ability that I had. Still may not be an ability that I have, but he's, he's working on refining my talents. So what, what I like is that in, in this scripture, it also refer, references back that even in the, in the previous passage before this, if you look at the excerpts in the beginning of, of chapter 25, it's talking about the parable of the ten virgins. You know, what he says is that it's, in this parable and the previous parable, the absence of the master was not merely a missing cog in the stories, plots, Rather, his absence positively interrogated and diagnosed the true nature of the character's ethics and faith. When, when we have somebody looking over us and pushing us, sometimes it's easier for us to go that extra mile if we have somebody next to us. If you're working out, it's always easier when you have somebody with you because you're encouraging one another. We need to encourage one another in our talents and encourage other people to use their talents. In Matthew 25 and verse 20 says, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he says it again to the one with the two. They used their talents. And by using their talents, they realized they had more talents. Brother, Brother Flick said this on Sunday morning, and, and I... 
I think it's, it's wonderful. He said a coach of his told him that good is the enemy of great. And I thought that was very powerful because I think when we look at our talents, sometimes we accept good when God wants us to be great. He didn't give you talents to be average. He gave you talents to excel. See, you can be a good Christian. You can show up to church, put in your time. Never let your talents see the light of day. Or you can play to your strengths. And use the talents that God has given you. And I promise you this. If you use what God has given you, you will never be disappointed in what he does through you. Never. In fact, the greatest feelings you will have sometimes are when you're sitting there along with somebody teaching them a Bible study and they ask you a question and you know the answer. Oh, hey, I know that one. Here it is. If you would stand with me. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 27. Now moving to the one. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, give it unto him which hath ten talents, for, ev- for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Use it or lose it. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's been said, if you'll not settle for anything less than your best, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish in your lives. Again, I want to encourage you. God is your greatest fan. He is there to support you through every difficulty and every challenge that you encounter. He's placed people around you to do the same thing. Play to your strengths and use your talent for his glory. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time that we can spend in your word. And I pray, Lord God, that you would help us. For those of us that have dug our talents deep into the ground, help us, Lord, to find them again to brush them off and start using it for your glory. And to those of us that have used our talents, help us to encourage those that are struggling with finding theirs. We give you the thanks and the praise for what you're going to do through us, Lord, with the talents that you've blessed us with. We give you the thanks. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.